0: Sit back, turn the ship over to your COVAS and relax. We're turning on Flight Assist. O7 Commanders, welcome in. My name's Commander Mao for the win, and with me, as always, is Commander Psykit. Hey,
1: 7 Commanders.
0: If it's your first time listening, we are glad you found us. Every week on the Flight Assist podcast, we talk to a different commander or organization. We find out a little bit about them, what they're up to in game, and we talk about the things we love about Elite Dangerous and its amazing community.
1: Before things get started, we just wanted to say thanks for being here, because this podcast would not be possible without the support of listeners like you
0: i am honestly not sure what to expect today really i don't yeah i don't have a lot of experience so our our guest our guest today is commander Warther, uh Watherspoon. Mm-hmm. uh Watherspoon. why can i not talk today um <laughs> <laughs> but uh but i really haven't had the chance to to interact with him directly um i you know i've listened to um galnet news digest yeah um, and, and I've kind of bumped into him here or there, but like, I'm, I'm really not, I'm really not sure where this is going to go or what this is going to be like.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, I really like him. Um, just in general, yeah. I, I, again, he's he's one of these, um, people that is synonymous with elite dangerous at this point. Right. Um, right. Uh, my,
0: I, I, I was going to say, you know, if nothing else, we can say any friend of Beetlejuice. Yeah, true.
1: <laughs> true. Um, from like, the, I, I love Galnet News Di- Digest. It is so, it is such a good take. I've got a bone it to is. pick with him about Super Cruise Assist news. I, I, I was going to say, they're there's they're... one
0: episode I'm really not fan of. I, do, I can't figure out why
1: no <laughs> no nah, nah, there's nothing to say that we are not absolutely caricatures yeah. of ourselves anyway but um true yeah true. <laughs> it's um i i think he is i think we're going to be surprised with the um the i'm not necessarily surprised i'm excited to hear what he has to say about just elite, gen, um, dangerous in general, and sort right. of like his take on the law because there has to be, um, yeah, for someone to have been doing this for so long, for right. like doing Gownet News Digest for as long as it is. I also want to know how he felt about the big drought of Gownet of, yes. of like a year ago. But um, yeah, for, I'm very
0: interested in that. Mm,
1: for someone to have been this invested in Galnet, as he um, clearly is, there has to be, he has to have some kind of vested interest in the law as well. So I'd I'd kind of like to hear that take from him too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it must be, um, he must know every little bit of every little story. Because you yeah. must do, mustn't you? For if you're doing research yeah. and then generating content based on that research and the and the news that comes out, there must be that sort of element. So, yeah, I'm really excited to talk to him.
0: Yeah. And I'm interested in you You talked about like the, the fact that he like has to know the lore from this uh-huh. and he knows it from a dis- different perspective than someone like me who came to the game late and read the lore in Wikipedia or something like that. Right. Yeah. It's, he was there talking about it as it was happening. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. As those stories are being released on Galnet new on uh, Galnet. So it's, it's, it's going to be really interesting for me to see that from the perspective of somebody who was there, Mm -hmm. like getting to talk to a world war two veteran about world war two, as opposed to hearing about it from your history teacher at, at university, you know very very different experience and so i'm 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 super excited to get to to talk to him about this so good morning and welcome in we have with us today uh commander Witherspoon. hello
1: we it's teams. so it's so good to have you on the show because I still feel like we have unfinished business after oh um, Super Cruise fit <laughs> Assist.
0: <laughs> oh, I was right. just going to say, do we need to change the title of the podcast for this one episode? Like, as a little nod back. <laughs> you can do that if you like.
1: Oh, it was so good. It was so, it, that was so, it was such a sweet thing. And, and also unexpected. hilarious.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was Excellent. good stuff. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm. I'm glad you liked it. I mean, obviously, one of the one of the things that that I can do because I have this kind of free format, um, the Galnet News Digest sort of um, shows that I do are fairly free format. I can I can do pretty much anything I like in them, mm-hmm. and, right. and sometimes parodying other people's content is quite quite fun to do. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. so it's, apologies it's for that. <laughs> doing
0: parody, yeah, doing parody is fun because it's it's interesting to try and get all the little quirks and nuances that make somebody else's content theirs yes it's fun to try and reproduce all those you know yeah and absolutely,
1: absolutely. <laughs> we're the worst as well
2: <laughs> i haven't we're, noticed we're so
1: easy to replicate
2: <laughs> i haven't noticed any quirks at all in what you do
1: <laughs> for those people who might not know who you are um would you just tell us a little bit about yourself so your commander name um how long you've been playing elite that kind of thing
2: Right, I'm Commander Wotherspoon. Um, I have been playing Elite since 1986, I think, um, when somebody gave me a bootleg copy of a game that had come out the previous year um, <laughs> called Elite, um, together with a photocopied manual, um, because when you started the game, it asked you to turn to page five, line <laughs> three, and and enter the third word on 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 the page and yep. uh, that that was the copy protection they had on the bbc micro version the disc version yep. and um and then i could go in and play this sort of really bizarre game where you got to launch from a from a wireframe coriolis station and then die very rapidly um as, <laughs> as different things attacked you it was difficult then yes. um yeah but i've played the the other two uh intermediate games the one on roller skates and the other one um <laughs> and uh and and then i heard sort of back in whatever it was 83, was it, 83 93 2003 2013 2013 i'm we'll so old i'm so old i can't i can never remember <laughs> what years which um in 2013 i think it was the kickstarter for um elite four um was mm-hmm. launched and um I got in quite early, I think on the second day, and so I got the uh the twenty pound sort of early word package. And then I kind of forgot about it for a couple of right. years. And and then then a friend of mine said, Oh, do you know it's going into gamma? I said, Oh, right, okay, I'll 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 log in and try it. And um mm-hmm. and and I, I all the other people who were playing at that point had already played the alpha and the beta and they all knew what they were doing. And I was starting right. off with my sidewinder in Ayabiko, which is my starting system and taking off and trying not to get blown up by the station and <laughs> trying to land again and then overshooting the landing pad and turning around and coming back to the landing pad and then wondering why it wouldn't let me land facing the, 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 the uh, toast track. And, uh, and so I, I spent three or four weeks actually making pretty much no progress at all, um, but but really really enjoying it and and the controls were similar very similar to mm-hmm. um, to the original controls um, of Elite so I kind right. of knew what I was doing but uh, yes it was it was um, a very 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 slow very very steep <laughs> learning curve and yeah. uh, and and I, I kind of I kind of eventually got to the point where I could do missions and make perhaps one or two thousand credits profit on each each run um, which right. at that time was okay. And, uh, what was it,
1: that that comparison, thinking of all of the other um, elite games that you'd played and then logging in for that first time into the gamma of um, essentially elite, what we, that uh, a bare bones elite, that of what we know now. Um, can you, can you remember that feeling that, um, or how it compared
2: for you? well it was pretty amazing of course when I mean, yeah. sort of the the original elite was warframe but then the the mm-hmm. um the graphics in the intermediate versions were was kind of blocky and kind of like 16 yeah. color mm-hmm. and uh, coming to something that was a fully realized station and and being able being able to take off and actually seeing the um the the, the the structures and being able to see the toast track and actually actually yeah. judge where you were rather than rather than seeing this kind of flickering thing and sort of having to hope for the best um, <laughs> it, it, i mean it, it, it was a completely uh rich realized experience it mm. it 's something that nowadays with all the graphical mm-hmm. graphical advances that we've had in the game we'd say well it actually looks a bit rubbish but but, yeah. but for, for for logging in for the first time sort of to, to to something that was fully realized and worked on a on a yeah. relatively modern computer. Um it was it was a massive, massive step forwards. And 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 the the fact that I was playing in open and I could see other commanders from time to time yeah. and, and, and chat to them. But once I'd worked out how to use chat, um <laughs> that was that was that was pretty amazing as well. And and I don't think there was very much ganking back in those days, from what I recall. Um, there were pirates. And piracy was right. fun. It was fun mm-hmm. being pirated. I liked that. Um, you'd get yeah. you get sort of people like the code back then. Um, mm-hmm. If if and, and, and it took me a while before I ever ventured as far as Sol or as far as Lave. They were a long way away from my starting system in a sidewinder. Um, right. I did eventually go up to a, an Adder and then didn't like and went back to a Hauler and I, I stuck with a Hauler for a while. Um, but uh, but yeah, when when I went across to to. Um, to to Laith because I'd I'd kind of learned about rare goods and that was a thing that you did mm-hmm. back yeah. in those days. You kind right. of you kind of progressed through rare goods because that was a way of making money. And and I th- I think the idea of rare goods that it's in, it's encouraging you to spread out and see more of the galaxy rather than stay in one place.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
2: And uh, and and so I I went to leave, which obviously is a, a place I knew well from previous iterations of the game. Um, mm-hmm. and, and 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 I was pirated by these people called the Code, and and uh, and and they were kind of. Kind of pretty good about it. Um, they'd, they'd kind of have a look at what I had in my cargo. They had a, a cargo manifest scanner, and they'd have a look and see see what I had, and then um, then they'd they'd sort of charge me a, a, a fee for uh, passing <laughs> through. And um, and then they had a little a little whitelist of people that they wouldn't stop again. So if you if you'd right. been pirated in the last couple of weeks, they wouldn't pirate you again. So it all worked quite nicely. It was good role play, and and you know I I, I really kind of enjoyed that. It 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 yeah, worked it well.
1: Yeah, it sounds really fun.
0: Mm,
2: yeah, as yeah, as a victim, it's... it was fun. Yes.
0: Mm. Yeah, I was going to say you you brought up a good point that I hadn't considered in the original Elite, which that was my first exposure to Elite to the universe of Elite as well, like. Y- the station was kind of like a boss battle, like getting out Mm. of the station for the first time. was like the station was the original enemy. (laughs) (laughs)
2: It it absolutely was because you had no idea if you were coming in in the right angle, you had to, you had to go quite a long way back and try and make sure that everything was nice and geometrical around the, around the docking (laughs) sort of rectangle and then just go forwards and hope you didn't touch the sides. Yep.
0: Yep. Very true. Very true. (laughs) Yeah. Weird. So we we kind of already talked like talked about you originally getting into Elite, you know, with the um, with the first version, and then kind of like the progression through Frontier Two and First Encounters and all that. Um, and uh, you talked about your first time logging in in the original versus the current iteration. Yeah. So what's the story behind your commander name for those who are not aware of that?
2: My commander name being Waverpoon. And yes. my name being <laughs> Wotherspoon. Right. It's a, it's a It Jane almost writes it's so itself. <laughs> it, it, it does rather, yes. Um, I, I think one of the very few emails I read from Frontier during the development process was the email that said, you can log in and, and bag your commander name now. And so I logged mm-hmm. in and bagged my commander name, which was me. Um, <laughs> because um, the original game, of course, it was Commander Jameson. And I I think you could change that, but I'm not absolutely sure, uh, because Mm -hmm. I never bothered. But it it seemed to make sense that if it's a surname, well, okay, I'll use my own surname. um, Because, you know, I'm me, and it's kind of easy. I don't need to remember who I am. Sometimes you I have, have a
1: really cool, you un- like a, a relatively unique surname. My surname yeah. is akin to Smith in the yeah. generations of, of that. So <laughs> that's not an option for me. But oh, okay, like, right. You're, you're recognizable as, um, as Watherspoon. I don't think there's other Watherspoons in the. In the elite universe, there are a
2: few actually, but are there um, really? Really, <laughs> oh. <laughs> there, there is more than one of us, but um, but not not that many. You're right, so um, yeah, it, it, it's sufficiently unique to work for me. Absolutely.
1: I think so. I think so. Yes. Um, what was it? What was it about? Um, what was it about elite that first? Piqued your interest. Why did you get into elite? What about the original elite? Uh, any, any elite. What, what, what was it? What, what was the thing that drew you in, even from the, back in back in
2: those days? In the nineteen eighties, people developed computer games in their bedrooms. Mm-hmm. A friend mm-hmm. of mine was one of those people. He um, developed um, computer games for, I think it was the Sinclair. QL. I can't remember the name of the, the 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 thing. It 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 was the Sinclair uh, computer that had um, sort of little spooling tape drives, um, and he 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 was kind of really really keen on 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 stuff like this. And um and 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 I I I wrote a few sort of uh, computer games in Basic. I never I never really learned assembly. I probably should have done. Um <laughs> and. I, I kind of I kind of enjoyed sort of playing with computers. It was it was pretty much the first time that you could buy a computer. You know, kind of the yeah. probably about 1981, 1982-ish was the first time you could get a decent programmable computer and actually sit there and make things happen. And you could spend days automating tasks that might potentially take an hour to do if you just got on and did them. Um, so so you know, kind of. Working at how to format text from first principles yeah. and learning how to do all that sort of, it, it was—it was an amazing time. It was—it mm. was a time that that sort of generated an awful lot of um, really sort of, sort of excellent people within the field of computing, uh, certainly within the United Kingdom, and it, it was kind of our our golden age of computing, I guess. And, yeah. um, and 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 I I would try pretty much any games that came out on on. Uh, the BBC Micro, and there were there, there weren't that many. that were really good quality stuff. There was Repton and um, and and mm-hmm. Cholo, and there there, there there were a few really really sort of in, incredibly good games to play. But something about Elite that was kind of different was it, it was it was the first of the wireframe uh, uh, Cholo, I think was the second. Um, it was the first um, wireframe game that gave you a fairly big playing area and had. The kind of perception that you weren't constrained to, to, to a kind of, uh, a, a, an arena, if you like, you, you were able to get out right. there and, uh, and, and, and explore the galaxy. And the galaxy wasn't that interesting because it was basically a star and a starport in every system. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in 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 truth, it was quite constrained. But but it, it was one of the first games that gave you the space to have imagination and the space yeah. to invent stories around what you were doing within this sort of whatever it was 8 8 kilobytes of program right um, and 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 that 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 was an immensely powerful thing that that ability to 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 create um, story and to believe in your character and believe in progression, the, the adventure, the things you were doing. There was very, very little in the first version of Elite that was actually story. There were Thargoids that popped up every now and again. Um, but, you know, it was being able, being able to sort of progress around sort of the eight galaxies, because, of course, you had a galactic jump back then. You could jump from right. one galaxy to the next. Um being, a, being able to do that, being able to to explore a lot of that galaxy, no matter how constrained it was, uh, um, and 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 because also, of course, you had the um, the Dark Wheel novella, um, that helped to prime your imagination for the sorts of things that could happen in this galaxy. So it became more right. than a computer game; it became an environment that you could be within, that you could live within, and right. and that that set Elite apart from. All other games at that time, there was nothing else like it i know yeah. I know later on um sort of chris Roberts uh sort of picks up the idea and ran with it and he came came up with some some other similar sorts of i think privateer was a good example um similar sorts of um of relatively open open play areas that you could you could kind of blaze your own trail in but leap was the first one and it was it it right. it, it was a bit special
1: yeah yeah i yeah. I, I can i can imagine it's I, I, I still feel I, I'm. I'm very much of, of the party that still feels that it's an incredibly special game. Um, yeah. But um, when when everything else was coming coming out at that time, or well, when the other games that were coming out at that time, and the possibility that Elite had for the future uh, m- must have sparked something in in a lot of people. I should imagine.
2: Yes, I, I I guess so. I mean, sort of. The, the, there were lots of unofficial versions of elite that came out, which I didn't actually partake of. Um, but there was, uh, ooh, is it ulite?
1: Ulite, yeah, I think ooh-lite.
2: so. <laughs> D- to me, it looks like yeah. the mineral, which would be ulite. But yes, ulite. Ulite <laughs> um, ooh, is a really cool mineral, by the way. It's a kind of obsidian-like thing. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, sort of. Um, it really did spark imaginations it really did encourage people to write more um fan fiction and uh, create stories around it and because because ulit created the things like the space dredgers and and put them Mm -hmm. into the game some of the things from the dark wheel um actually sort of made it into that version of the game um again that was expanding on what people had already known about previously and um and 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 so it's it's created over the thirty five years or whatever it is since since it came came out first. I can't remember how, how long ago it was, but o- o- over that time, there's people who've grown up with this story yeah. and with, with this universe and with this galaxy and and who um, you know it, it, it it's, it's, it's it's deep deep within our within yeah. our minds within our psych, psyches. It, it, um, yeah. When you put
1: it when you put it like that, it's so understandable why there are so many people who are so passionate about it.
2: Yeah, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's. It, it, I mean, it, it's it's great from that point of view as well because it has that heritage. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That's so, such a
1: lovely thing to talk about as well. I love that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's a good, you know, kind of deep dive into not just why elite's important for you, uh, but why it's important for so many of us, and yes. you know, what made it different versus the games that were available at the time in the eighties. And then the same is, is kind of true with elite dangerous. And um, you know, it coming out when, when it did, it was, it's advantage over the other space simulation games that are, that were, you know, in development or being released around the same time is that we did have this attachment to this universe already, to these characters and to these storylines. so it w- it was a much easier, oh, absolutely, I'm pulling the trigger on that, for, you know, finally we get to see the ships, the environments, the stations in a huge galaxy. We get to do all these things, all the things that we would have wished for the original set of games are are now kind of like pulled together and realized in one giant offering.
2: Yes, absolutely. And it wasn't a complete oh. offering. And uh, that mm-hmm. uh, 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 mm-hmm. At the time of the Kickstarter, there were lots of things off um a, a lot of things promised, or a lot of things right. that there were hoped for, which haven't yet made it into reality. Yeah. yeah. But 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 Frontier has quite, I think, sensibly, um mm-hmm. so take taken the approach that it's better to get something out there and get right. people playing it and then yeah. build on that. And it's taken them a lot longer to develop stuff than I think they expected to. But then that, that that applies to Cloud Imperium as well. It's taken them right. a lot longer to right. develop stuff than they ever expected it would. And um, yeah, you know, at, at least with people playing, it 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 creates a foundation. It creates a new player base on one side. Right. It it gets it gets people talking about the game. It gets people sort of having having that fun and getting getting that chance to uh to, to, to explore the galaxy. And then the idea of starting sort of macro scale and then gradually sort of working down. I think this 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 was actually part of David Braben's original um idea that you'd start off um with a fairly a fairly roughly hewn galaxy, if you like, um, mm-hmm. that you could kind of kind of see and it would kind of kind of be okay, but then you'd be able to get down to this this sort of individual grains of sand level at some point in the future and right. then and then there are other other gameplay loops and other things which aren't yet in there i know I know there's a lot of people at the mm-hmm. moment but with with odyssey coming out. You know, saying, wouldn't it be nice if we could walk around in, in, in spaceships? Well, yeah, it would be. Yeah. Um, but then if we do that, the gameplay of um, boarding other people's ships and being able right. to steal things from them, that would all have right. to be there as well. So that actually turns into quite a big chunk of work. So right. It, right. it'll happen. I'm fairly sure it'll happen, but it's, it's a matter yep. of when it'll happen because what we now have is, with Odyssey just coming along, uh, for PC players, sorry, mm-hmm. console players, it's a bit a bit longer <laughs> for you guys. Um, but with 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 Odyssey coming along now, we've got um, um, we, we, we've got a, a a huge amount of new new gameplay, and it's going to take a year or two to consolidate that and probably to build upon it. At, at, at the moment, we have the landing on landing on planets with tenuous atmospheres. I would be amazed, absolutely amazed, if Odyssey doesn't actually include landing on other planets in due course as yes yeah as the ability to to sort of refine those environments Im- improves and yeah. another and th- yeah. another thing i think that frontier needs to watch out for and i think that frontier is bearing in mind is that they don't want to um create a game that requires a pc that's more expensive or higher spec than people can actually mm-hmm. afford to play on so yeah some some of those additional things like like um landing on earth like worlds is actually going to require right. an awful lot of graphics uh intensity right. so um it, it might well be that you know if that's a couple of years down the line it's going to help us all because by that time we'll right. have been able to afford that 3080 that we're all right. all all sort of longingly <laughs> looking at uh yep. in in ebay at three times its normal price oh
1: god no oh my god <laughs> Yep. this is a complete tangent but i got linked to one where where there was um they had it priced at 10 grand of uh, a 3080 <laughs> now i know that that was a holding price and they were hoping that no one was going to buy it at that at that price but even seeing it made my heart yeah
2: hurt. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yep. it is sad but mm-hmm. but but there you go i mean that's 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 just the nature yeah. of the world at the moment yeah. it, it we, we we'll work our way through it because where there's demand, yeah. there will be supply eventually.
0: Yes, yep. exactly. Yeah, it's 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 not by choice that the manufacturers have choked the pipeline down <laughs> and we're not getting the cards. They would definitely be taking our money at a great large scale if they could. I think it's they just, would. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's uh you bring a you brought up a really good point that uh, I I think you're right. I think um and and my my position on Odyssey has been, it's, I feel like it's a little bit less about getting us space legs and getting us the ability to walk around the, the, like the real, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the front facing feature, right? That's the offer to the people who are playing the game is you Mm -hmm. can walk around now, you can go in stations, you can do these cool missions on the surface, you can have on foot combat zones. But the 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 advantage to Frontier from their perspective is they have been able over the last couple of years to take this revised Cobra engine the game's written on, right? Yeah. That uh, Jurassic Park Evolution and Planet Coaster and all these other games have been gradually improving and building on over the, over the last decade or so. Um, they've been able to take that updated engine and rewrite Elite in it so that, like you were saying, in the future – even though it's still a big project, it provides them an easier means to do things like adding ship interiors, adding boarding parties, adding things like, like the future of Elite with this update, with this Odyssey update, is
2: is much broader than the future would have been without it. Mm. I, I think you're probably right, though, because I, I I get the impression that Horizons was a bit of a blind alley. That, mm-hmm. that we went down that a little way, and we we, we got the, the 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 sort of SRVs, and you could drive around right. on planets which were mathematically generated using using a seed. Um, right, and because the SRVs belonged to the ship, and then you mm-hmm. also belonged to the ship, then it created a hierarchy which was quite difficult to break out of. So yeah. you right. couldn't do right. things like driving somebody else's SRV. One of the first things I tried in Odyssey when I was able to get into an SRV was to get into somebody else's SRV and (laughs) drive it around. And that is brilliant. That is absolutely wonderful. It feels so much more real to be be able to do that. I just hope that they get a two-seater – well, it wouldn't be an SRV, would it? Because the SRV is a surface reconnaissance vehicle. What we need is a surface vehicle of some sort, which is not a Scarab, uh, which which has two seats. We need –
0: yeah, we need the STV, the, the surface
2: transport vehicle. we need, yeah,
1: so many. We, need so, we need so many different SRUs. <laughs> but
2: <laughs> well, there's certainly some scope there isn't there for oh, for additional because because we've now got the 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 possibility that you could have people who choose to play elite without ever owning a spaceship. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then yep. Okay, they're going to be on the surface. Perhaps they might want to drive around a bit. Perhaps they might want to collect cargo. Perhaps right. they might want to do those things. You can't really do that in an SRV. The SRV is the kind of the dune buggy, um, right? It's 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 a bit limited. Um, it'd be yep. great to have a proper a proper transport truck or whatever. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so something yeah. like on tracks or so uh, as well. <laughs> I, I feel, Ooh, yeah. Yes, some something on tracks which can. Um, um, I was uh, t- funny. You should mention driving around in someone else's SLV I was only driving around <laughs> in Mao's SLV the other day, and yeah. um, I hope
2: you got permission first.
1: Uh, yes, I absolutely, yes. absolutely, I did. <laughs> but um, you have. The the ground is very different now. It's a very different landscape and I wouldn't I wouldn't have minded some tracks, I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's some areas which are actually really hard to drive in an SRV now. Yeah. Um I mean, that's 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 where we were
0: for this (laughs) this thing on Sunday, this race that we did, it was a terribly difficult course. And because we're still in alpha and the game isn't fully optimized yet like Psykit was driving I was in the ship above Psykit, like kind of like giving her directions on where to go. Okay. Um and uh, watching her and she would be driving along and then hit something and then the rock would spawn in. Oh like, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes you do need to watch out for that. I've noticed um that that if, if you're traveling too fast then yep. then you can actually see rocks rising out of the ground. Yeah, um, which is quite uncanny, and 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 then of course once the rocks have come out, the vegetation starts rising yes. out of the ground as well. Yes, <laughs> but that's <laughs> that's that's just, just the rate of generation. Like, um, yeah, yep. hopefully that can yeah, be speeded that, up.
1: That, that, they'll, they'll fix that. That'll be fine. Yeah, that'll be fine. Yeah, I, have I feel full like that's are, that that's something that they're actually going to be fixing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely not the focus right now for them. You know, in an alpha, and they've they've got a lot of other things back in that are that's that's just some numbers optimization that they can play around with, yes. you know, like <laughs> like draw distance and, you know, have, you know, you know, the, the number of polys and like, at what point do you increase, you know, the game mechanic stuff that's, that's easier to do. That's the, you know, what they're looking for is the more bizarre and off the wall, but reproducible things yeah. like, um Oh, I'm going to enter a combat zone, but then I'm not going to leave my ship and I'm just going to like, fly it into the enemy troops as they're coming out of the dropship like yeah <laughs> we find as as players we find great ways to break mechanics that we're not supposed to
2: <laughs> yes the, the um if you get hit by a ship when you're on the foot, it you don't last long you last about a quarter of a second yep yeah um, it's, it's a pretty quick uh, pretty uh quick death quick and hopefully painless um but but, or, or but
1: very very painful but for such a short amount of time
0: well indeed yeah, so you, yes. don't <laughs> you don't really mind so much it's so fast it's like you know it's a tenth of a second but you're okay because it's over before you realize it's
2: happening it, it does it does make sort of standing on a ship and going into space a bit difficult unfortunately um, true which i've tried true didn't work
0: no, I, I, I really want to try well that. you should have <laughs> that's uh,
2: well, it's, it's all part of the experimentation finding out how the game works what mm-hmm. bits what bits sort of are possible what things because um things like speedball for example that's something yes. that, that that was created out of a little loophole in the way that things work mm-hmm. in in the mechanics of the of, of the game and there will be things yeah. like that that we can discover and do uh, yep. one of the things i've i've really enjoyed is um particularly on on um low gravity worlds if you if you mm-hmm. kind of take off from a, a starport uh, you know, like a, um, a surface base and then land right beside it you know so so one of the ones that has the social area in it uh, because mm-hmm. they're, they're really big structures so so, yeah. so you just take out land on the ground right beside it um get out and then you can you can jump around on the buildings and and you can actually yeah. get up to the tops of those skyscrapers that's really fun to do um Ooh. and and just just doing that on foot with with your with your Backpack, which gives you a little bit of a boost, of course, when you're jumping. Um, I, I, you know, just just silly things like that are, are great fun to do. I'm, I'm hoping that the Buckyball races manage to make yes. some some kind of parkour course out of uh, out of um, surface spaces at some point.
1: Oh man, I'm down. That sounds I'm, like so I'm, much fun.
2: I'm sure they're working on something like that right <laughs> now. First, first
1: person, first person platformers are the bane of my life, but I'm definitely down to give that a go. That sounds like so <laughs> yep. much fun.
0: Yeah, agreed agreed um so uh thinking about the game and you had mentioned uh one of the coolest things about elite was being able to see other players right being able to see somebody else who's physically who's like sitting at their computer playing the game yeah so when you're in game do you tend to align yourself with a squadron or a minor
2: faction um i i've been with the hutton truckers for quite some time now um Ah, uh, yes. When, when there were the two CGs to create new rares, there was uh, Sothis Crystalline Gold and the Hutton Mug. Um, I think I participated in both of those two CGs, but I did quite a lot of the Hutton one. So that was, that was getting a load of scrap and trundling along for an hour and a half in Super Cruise to get to Hutton Orbital, sell it at a loss and then jump out again and buy some more scrap and 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 rinse and repeat. It was a really odd way of playing the game because once you'd bought your scrap and once you'd jumped into Alpha Centauri, and once you'd set the controls for, for Proxima Centauri, which is where Hutton Orbit, Orbital is, um, mm-hmm. then you could go and do some housework or go and mow the lawn or whatever right. <laughs> and come back in an hour and a half and uh, and and you'd be just about ready to dock. And of course, if you forgot... Then right. you'd you'd find yourself in deep space somewhere somewhere on the other side of uh, Proxima Centauri. And I have I have actually, or I did did during that time, managed to get further away from Hutton orbital than I was in the first place. So I was kind of like point two three light years away, but on oh, the other no. side. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was a bit weird, but but yeah, I mean that 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 whole. Um, process because um because that created a, a sort of community there was um psycho from live radio and yeah. D- david pearson um sort of quite early on um sort of joined in the convoys that were organized cuz cuz we we did these convoys were which were kind of a social event um they they broadcast it on the radio and streamed and um so 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 everyone could travel out at the same time and feel we were part, part of a, a community i suppose um, right. and, uh, I've forgotten what my point was, no, but it, it was good fun. <laughs> and I, and I, I really, I really enjoyed that, that, that sort of whole thing. And I kind I kind of didn't really kind of join the Hutton truckers at that point, but I followed what they were doing and I tried to help with them. And I, I, I went off on, uh, an expedition called distant worlds, um, yeah. in 3302, um, came back with, I think. I think it was forty million credits worth of exploration data, um, which at that time was a lot. Um, and I think I think I sold it into one of the Hutton Tracker systems, um, the system that has the Bonkers station in it, because they were fighting for that at the time. Right, and it, and it was quite you know like like they 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 really needed some 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 influence in the system to 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 win it. And I sold my forty million credits worth of data there. Um, which got me three, three ranked promotions in exploration. I, I sort of became elite, uh, without really wanting to, um, <laughs> and, uh, I, and then LaveCon sort of was coming up sort of, um, a few weeks later and, and I kind of, I kind of arrived at LaveCon because I, I was, I didn't really know anybody in the game. I'd, I'd listened to the radio and I'd kind of done stuff like that. I didn't even have a microphone, so I couldn't speak to people, um, and and I, I I sort of thought, well, okay, live sounds interesting. It sounds like there's seminars and stuff, and you sort of you get to talk about the game. And I'd I'd like to do that. I'd like to go there and see that. And um and I I sort of turned up, and and the whole place was full of people with Hutton, Trucker sort of banners and waving mugs and uh, and shouting for the mug at regular intervals. And I thought, like, you know, I want I want to be part of this. This is this is really good. And um and that was the that was the point at which I thought, yeah, okay, I was I was I was actually going to going to actively start participating in what the truckers were up to. And uh, and so so at that point I guess I I, I became a Hutton Trucker, which is a very inclusive thing because um basically if you want to be a Hutton Trucker, you're a Hutton Trucker.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love the truckers. I, I I I love I love doing all of this stuff with the truckers. I think they're such good yeah. Such good folk. Such good um, people,
2: yeah. It's 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 been good fun. Um we've obviously managed to raise some some money for special effects and, and for yeah. other charities mm-hmm. and for he, hearing dogs for deaf people as well. Um mm-hmm. and and that that's kind of nice. The 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 thing about the Hutton mug, of course, is that um we do have actual kind of real silver hut and mugs, which are absolutely right. gorgeous. Um yeah. but they, they they exist there in order to make some money for charity so right we don't we don't sell them we they're not merch
0: you can buy they're not yeah.
2: merch no that's right and, and 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 that's led to the problem Mesh. of 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 um fake hut and mugs which you which you can get from mm. various disreputable um <laughs> locations <laughs> if if people want to make their own hut and mug we're more than delighted to do it the the um the the um SVGs are available in the in the Hutton Truckers Facebook group. And you right. know, we're, we're more than delighted for people to make mugs for their own use. But please don't sell them. That's, that's, that's yeah. taking money away from charities.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it diminishes the, I mean, as, as a true real world rare good, it diminishes the value of having one of those actual Hutton mugs. If you could just go out and buy one,
2: I guess similar. So. Like guess, if everybody yes.
0: could go out and just buy an Emmy or an Oscar, nobody would want to go to the, the award ceremony. Like, you know. <laughs> I've got thirty-eight of them over there. Yeah.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I I yeah, I might might I well have well a buy to watch.
1: And I love yeah, it. If, it's my pro profession. What? I've got the Hutton Hospital radio mug Yay. that Cal sent me after um we did some the Trucker's Up ty- Tidy or Tida—I don't know the pronunciation of it—but that event, um, uh, I did. Um, I streamed going up that mountain as part of that, and Cal sent me a mug. Bless him! Mm. Yeah, and I love it. It's one of my. Pri- I I use it all the time. It's one of my faves. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> I'm
0: so proud Glad of it. Hear it.
1: So proud of it. It's great. <laughs>
2: one Whoa. day.
1: I- I- when I mean, did
2: you start doing Galnet News Digest? Okay, that was uh, ooh, nearly five years ago. Um, it would have been, I think, August 3302. I don't know what okay. that is in real money. Um, so, after I'd attended that LaveCon, well, uh, what happened was at the LaveCon, um, I attended a talk by a guy called Alan Stroud, who's one of the official authors. Um, mm. uh, he's also a Lave radio person. And mm. um, he he was talking about fiction within elite and and it was a really interesting interesting talk because um, at that point we didn't have thargoids we didn't have any idea what thargoid ships would be like we didn't didn't have any idea about them at all we knew that they would be in the game at some point um and so he 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 did this talk and, and said well okay you know kind of frontier isn't releasing anything about what thargoids are like why don't people create their own fan fiction about it why not why not create some stories about it there's the, the 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 ground is ripe for seeding with with um with sort of ideas about what the thargoids thargoids might be like and right. and, and that kind of set me thinking well I'd, I'd I'd like to do something creative within the the elite universe um mm-hmm. and i i didn't really know what i was going to do but then strangely enough it was it was just a, a month or two later um I think drew Wagar was working with Frontier on i think it was i'm not sure if it was the Formidine rift at, at that time it was yeah it, it was partly the search for the Formidine rift, but it was also the the Salomi story, which obviously segues into that yeah um, and right. he and he was seeding um galnet stories into different stations it wasn't it wasn't even um sort of published in the official sort of galnet feed it was if you went to a particular station you could read a story which would tell you things about um you know uh, what was happening with with uh, salome or what was happening with the search for the formidine rift and other mysterious things that were going on and um david pearson from the hutton truckers um put out mm-hmm. an appeal to say if anyone would like so follow up on what's happening in Galnet and, and produce a weekly report. Then we would, we would really like to broadcast it on the Thursday evening show. And so oh. I, I thought, oh, yeah, okay, now, <laughs> this might be my little opportunity to do something mm. creative. And so, and so I created a, um, a little sort of summary of the previous week's news and sent mm-hmm. it into them and waited to see what would happen. And, and, and they, they, i don't know i was at work and then i came home from work and sort of my messenger was full of lots and lots of messages from them saying <laughs> we want to use this can we can we do this can we do this um and and they wanted me to choose a silly name um right but i i kind of i kind of stuck with wotherspoon because that's that's who i am
1: <laughs> and uh
2: and, and 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 so they they started broadcasting that there um on on thursday and so i i, I started then doing a regular um sort of Thursday roundup of all the Galnet stories from the previous week. And then Psychoco, um, who mm-hmm. was also on Live Radio, started broadcasting them on the Tuesday as well. And I thought, well, okay, that's kind of, that's that's nice. They, they, they're going out after the the, the, the Tuesday uh, Live Radio show, but they're nearly a week old by that time. So what I need to do right. is do another uh, edition, if you like, of, of, um, of Galnet News Digest then, so that uh, so that the Lave radio people hear nice fresh news and then I do another right. one on the thursday so i started doing that sort of um twice a week and uh, again psychic i very kindly uh, helped set me up with um, with a podcast um so that mm-hmm. i could i could um i could publish it separately so people can search for the podcast and subscribe to that if they so choose as well as as well as listening to the, to to it on Lave radio and on on Hutton orbital radio mm. um and then I, I kind of wanted for a long time to do a video version of it. And it, it took me a long, long time to get around to doing it, because it took me a while to work out how to do it sufficiently economically that I could do it sustainably. It it needed to be fairly template-y, so that um I didn't spend ages and ages and ages sort of mucking around with video footage and sort of sort of Changing lengths and stuff. So, oh, so I, I feel I, seen
1: right. when you say stuff like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fair enough. So, so I, I eventually came up with a template, and I eventually, and, and, and in fact, uh, uh, Alec Turner again was was another of the people who kind of spurred me on to this mm. because um, I, I, I I started doing reviews of the year. So, um, between Christmas and New Year, I'd put out uh, uh, three or four episodes of uh, a summary of what had happened in Galnet and and in the wider game. Um, during the previous year and and he said can i can I put it out on my youtube channel in other words can I take the audio and sort of just just basically give a blank screen and 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 stick it on youtube so that it gets a wider audience and i thought that 's a nice idea so um so 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 the following year i I did it myself uh and put it out on 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 youtube and then and then each year I sort of did it again and eventually I got to the point where I could also put out the um the the, the bi weekly um news bulletins uh as as youtube as well and and i actually quite like youtube because i get i get more immediate response um with right. the, with a podcast it's quite hard to tell what the listeners are thinking because i don't yep. actually have a i don't have a uh <laughs> I, I don't have a web page of my own i i, I kind of mm-hmm. i kind of hang off the edge of uh, hutton radio and and live radio so there isn't really a comment section for people to write back to me um, yeah. But with YouTube, people can you know sort of we, we, within a couple of minutes of publishing a a, a video, I've got comments on there telling yeah. me what, what they think about it, and I, and that's wonderful. And and generally speaking, I'm, I, I've seen very 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 little that's negative. It's almost all positive, and that's and that's absolutely fabulous. And when in September, because things were a bit bad before then. During during the the early part of last year, the
1: Great there wasn't, Drought. Do you mean <laughs> there wasn't a lot of Dalnet?
2: We had we had I think three stories between January and the beginning of September, and it was quite difficult maintaining a weekly news bulletin based on three stories in 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 kind of like sort of eight or nine months. Yeah. So 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 yes, it, it was getting a bit stretched out, and it was getting I can't, a little bit I can't believe hard to manage. There. <laughs> well, I, I, the, the, there was partly partly reporting on what um, players have been doing, yeah. and then I also I also did some sort of historical stuff and and some some retrospectives and looking back at stuff that had happened in the past, and um, it, it was kind of getting to the point where I was kind of thinking, well, perhaps really I should stop doing this because you know, kind of the players spoke and they said that, that Galnet was rubbish and that, that Frontier shouldn't bother with it. And uh, and Frontier listened. And Frontier shouldn't always listen. Uh, sometimes yeah. Frontier mm-hmm. is right if if, if if Frontier just sticks to its guns and, and tries to make things relevant. And right. um, the original Galnet, way, way back at sort of the beginning of 3301, was actually relevant. It, it, it had lots mm-hmm. and lots of flavor stories. And the flavor stories brought the galaxy to life which, right. was, which was great, but it also signalled what was going to be happening in game, You know the, the, right. the, the battle for Lou and so on. We, we knew those things were coming because it was signalled in Galnet. What, what right. happened was that I, I think, if I understand correctly, there was some politics within Frontier that David mm-hmm. Raymond wanted it all to be procedural like it had been in the previous games. Um, and, and what was actually happening was that there was an author actually writing Galnet articles and actually coming up with good ideas. And he was doing it really, really, really well um and at some point um I, I i would imagine his budget got cut and mm, and, right. and and you know the the garnet articles gradually got less frequent and less relevant to the game and that's that's sort of why i think many players felt that it was no longer relevant because in in many ways it wasn't relevant anymore right. to to what was actually happening to real players in the game yeah um yeah absolutely yeah but then then there were a couple of a couple of attempts to kickstart it again. There was there was the Interstellar Initiatives, which was heavily curated. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. the thing I didn't like about that was that it it meant that there was no there was no context. We weren't hearing right. from anybody apart from the players who were involved in those specific stories. It's it, it's as if you picked up your newspaper in the morning and there was only ever one story in it. Um, Mm yeah, I liked having that, that variety that there was, there was stuff going on that you think, well, okay, that might become relevant in a while, but I don't really know what it means yet. So, you know, I'll kind of put that on the back burner. I'll I'll kind of bear that in mind and we'll come back to that when, when, when something happens, having several stories all overlapping each other sort of obviously makes that much better. The interstellar initiatives were a pretty good attempt to, to create, uh, uh, curated stories four curated stories in sequence. Um, which um, developed the galaxy, allowed players to participate, and there was always something that came out at the end that was different. So, for example, the um, the 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 business with the Scythe of Panem, um, which was the onion head farmers sort of rebelling and 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 attacking and and all that all that sort of good stuff, um, that actually ended up. Um, the, the whole point of that was it was building up to Davostot's new um, uh, system states. So so famine was introduced as part of um, part part of the outcome of that 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 whole story which yeah. re- which was really nice I and mean, that, that that was good but for whatever reason they decided to stop at that point after the fourth interstellar initiative and then and then there really was a famine there were a few very minor stories where they said oops uh, the holloway um base that we promised at the end of one of the cgs we never quite got around to putting that into games so we'll put that in um and then there was the vitadine nanomeds which is supposed to be a rare good that they'd um they'd, they'd sort of built up from another storyline they hadn't put that in games, so they remembered to put that in eventually and they put out a um a galnet article for that there was no galnet article about the release of fleet carriers which is pretty sad. Yeah. That was quite a major yeah. event. Oh. You'd have thought that that could have had some support in game, but it didn't. Um, but somehow, yeah. somehow, I don't know who did it. Lawrence Alden, maybe, maybe sort of part of the story. Um, I think, I think um, Arthur Tolmy might be another part of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Somehow they managed to convince the the high up people, and admittedly. Um, Lawrence is a fairly high-up person um, within Frontier. But they, they they somehow managed to decide that it was worth spending money and actually having a dedicated team yeah. for curated stories within the game, something that gave the galaxy a bit of structure, allowed the politics to be visible, um, yes. allowed those power play characters and other characters in the galaxy to to come to life a little bit, and all yeah. all of these things, and also have outcomes for the players, be it um, sort of additional systems with with new starports or new rare goods or um, sort of specially uh, engineered modules which you can't get by any other means. All of all of those things, which. Engage players and get them to to participate in the content, but even people who choose not to participate in the content get the feeling that the galaxy is a bit more alive and that stuff's happening. And and I I feel that this time last year it really felt that you know kind of okay you know sort of nothing much is happening. Um, Yeah, it's it's sort of like it's sort of like the game's gone to sleep um you can make your own story certainly but yep. uh, but there's nothing to drive you onwards there's nothing to say well actually you could be over here exploring this thing you know this 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 newly discovered megaship or you could be you could be over here fighting a battle for the, for for the empire or for for these freedom fighters or whatever they might be um right and and now you've got that and even though m- many people won't participate in them it's still it's mm. still Helps to bring the galaxy to life, and it helps mm-hmm. to create that that feeling that mm-hmm. it's it's more than just a game. It's it, I couldn't it's, agree more. It's an environment. Yeah, you know, that's, that's an
0: interesting point. That's something I hadn't considered. Uh, um, was that the the player base and the oh dare I say it the community is is so good in Elite that when those stories stopped. You're right. It was it, there was a definite feeling of something is missing, but it wasn't like the game was dead. It was like it was in hibernation. Yeah. It, it it really did feel like the it, it didn't feel like, well, now we're done. There's nothing to do in this game anymore. There was still plenty to do. Oh yes. It just felt like part of it had
2: gone to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I I I I guess so. And of course we knew that something was coming along. We didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, we had had a hint a couple of years earlier from Edward Lewis, who said that right. the thing he was looking forward to in Elite was being able to get out of your spaceship and walk around on planets. And he said that on one of his private streams, I think it was um, one of his Bisquiz right. um, yeah. streams. And we thought, oh, right, okay, <laughs> that's that's interesting. Um, that that gives us a fairly heavy hint that um, that walking around is being is being worked upon. Um, right. So 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 there was always the idea that something more was going to happen whatever it might be so it wasn't like the game had gone to sleep completely it wasn't that frontier had forgotten about it or didn't care anymore but it felt like it didn't care in the short term and that's because a lot of people felt like that as well though like there was
1: quite a bit of um like negativity kind of um from mm-hmm. that that angle there was a the, that's those the vocal minority on the forums who are like yep no because they're doing all of the all of these other games because they're doing jurassic park because they're doing yeah. um all of the planet Coaster. Mm-hmm. Ch- um, it just means that they're not doing elite anymore full stop yeah. they're yeah. not working on it and i'm i'm really glad that they were proved wrong um,
2: yeah Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. And I, I I really do think that that Elite is um David Braben's baby. He yeah. really cares about it mm-hmm. more than any other game. And he's not yeah. going to let it die while there's still players who want to play it.
1: Absolutely. It, you can, it you will can still see be that. There. his enthusiasm is um palpable when
2: he's talking about it as well. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um so so yeah. yes, you can understand why people might feel that way. Because mm. because there was nothing evident. And Frontier is mm. Possibly not the best at uh, PR. It, it does <laughs> tend to keep its its cards very, very close to its chest. They're getting, yes. I yeah.
1: would say, with R from the team, and yeah. I definitely put a big thing um, on R from this, I, th- I say they're getting better
2: yes. at it. Yes, yes. They do need to be careful, though, because, of course, um, any announcements they make can affect the share price. Yes. And so anything they announce has to be announced to the stock market first. Which does complicate mm-hmm. communication somewhat. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. I mean, that, that's that's just the nature of being a, a listed company. Um, but yes, you're right. I mean they, they 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 are they are trying to communicate more, and, and and clearly Arthur has been playing elite for a long time before he sort of went to work for Frontier, and and right. he clearly cares about the game as well and he because if because of where he comes from i think he if i remember correctly he ran a a a kind of retail xbox store um Mm -hmm. and and encouraged people to come in off the street and play games and and it was a kind of environment for kids in 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 the um in the place he lived um that that sort of that sort of environment means that he knew what the gaming community worked like and he knows what it's like to be a player and he knows um What players want, and he knows Mm -hmm. that we need some reassurance that you know it's all very well to be told yes we're working on something, but not to be told what it is, and not to be told when it's going to be released, and not to have any idea whether or not it's going to be good or bad or anything at all. Just no no idea at all about what's going on. That does mean well it it, it leaves it leaves the door wide open for people for, for the naysayers for the people who who say well you know kind of it, the game's dead it's never going to go anywhere else this is all just nonsense about something else being developed um, and th- and that's a shame because um, because Frontier actually has a very good story to tell mm. and um you know sort of once once odyssey has come out and once it's had its couple of years of development um, there will be another um release after that and probably another one after that the 10-year development cycle that uh, david braben spoke about during the kickstarter mm-hmm. it's clearly right. extended because horizons mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. beyond were a retrenchment and a redevelopment process very largely of right st- take taking the game that was a, a, originally released in what it, whatever it was uh 2014 and mm-hmm. um i think i think rewriting it so that it became extensible uh and right. and and odyssey now has kind of built upon that yeah um mm-hmm. and 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 yes hopefully it will it will now be in a position that uh that it's relatively easy to bought new bits onto it but we'll have to wait and see yeah yeah
0: yep yeah there's a lot that we still don't know so yeah
1: what's been your what's been your favorite gownette story that I, if you had to narrow it down i know that that's, that's going to probably going to be a really
2: difficult Oof. question but what's <laughs>
1: been what's been your favorite gownette story that you've been able to build up off or, or
2: cover Oh my goodness! There's so many of them. Uh, come, coming and going. I, 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 do like the stories that are, um, that are coming out at the moment. They are probably the richest we've had since, yeah. since possibly the yeah. very, very early days. Um, yeah, because, because in the first six months of Elite's release, Galnet was publishing two or three stories a day, and it was, mm. it was just, it was just an embarrassment of riches. Um, but now we have relatively slow burning, long-running narratives. Um we have Marlinism at the moment. We have um the the whole Jupiter Rochester um the, the Rochester division. The Jupiter yep. division, excuse mm-hmm. me. Um and 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 those those there's quite slow arcs of stories. Jupiter Rochester is currently in prison. Um he was denied a trial by the Federation. There's clearly something that's been hidden, something that's been covered up there, yeah. And President Hudson mm-hmm. is clearly sort of, well, there's a very good chance that he's implicated in what Jupiter Rochester was up to. So there's a story arc that looks like it's completed, but I don't think it has. Oh, absolutely not. I think there's something more yeah. to come from there. At the moment, we we have the 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 Marlinist um, story arc, which started on the. Tenth or eleventh of September last year, um, with the bombing of four Imperial Starports.
1: Um, was that mm-hmm. really that long ago?
2: Yes. yes, it yes. Ti- time like is it, does so it.
1: strange. We're, in 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 COVID times,
2: time is very <laughs> strange. Anyway, but <laughs> it's elastic.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's yeah. insane that that was that long ago. Yeah, and 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 that and that story is still happening. Mm. And that, and that's that's the lovely yeah. thing about it that the the, the the these aren't these aren't sort of, you know. A, sort of there's going to be a cg next week there's been a cg that's the end of the story this is this is right. this is mu- I and mean, this is this is far more intricate than even the interstellar initiatives um I'm, I'm fairly sure that some of these stories are adapted from the early days um the the nmla might well be based on the emperor's dawn for example or some of the other um mm-hmm. imperial uh rebellions we've had um but but that whole that whole story with um you know the the, the 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 harking back to a thousand years ago when when Marlinism, the Republic. This is this is going back to the lore of elite from from thirty years ago, um, right? And, and and so so we have Marlinism. The the Action our Republic was a Republic, and you know it, it it was there to stand up to the Federation and be better than the the Federation. And then sort of Marlin's brother, sort of arranged for an accident and became the emperor and and sort of <laughs> turned it into a into the roman empire effectively um right. and and this this still this sort of lingering kind of feeling in some of the imperial systems that that republic a thousand years ago that was better than what we've got mm-hmm. at the moment we 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 want a senate we want representation in the senate we want to be able to elect the senators and we want we we want them to represent us and our interests and and that seems quite a reasonable thing to expect um, yeah, but then you've got the NMLA, which is saying, "Well, okay, we'll use violent means to achieve that." Yeah, to mm. to, to achieve democracy. That's that. Hey, uh, yeah. that doesn't sound right. Um, and, and 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 we've gone through this massive story arc of of um, the, um, the 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 uh bombings of those four airports, and then the uh attempts of um the double s and uh, senator Petraeus to arrest mm-hmm. those responsible and then his persecution of the Marlinists who aren't really anything to do with the NMLA um and and then them getting driven out into the Empire and, and, and into the Alliance of Refugees and then uh um Vice President uh, uh, um, Shadow President Winters um, sort of arranging for them to be given uh, asylum, and then the discovery of um, of um, terrorists amongst them, and then the bombing of Kepler Starport uh, by the NMLA to kill their own terrorists in order that they couldn't be (laughs) interrogated, and and then the um, the Imperial detention facility and Theta Seven and the Theta Group and and the, uh, the 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 nine martyrs bombing which is more yeah. recent, which which was um, three imperial stations, three federation stations, two alliance stations, and one independent station, because I suspect that the people in Frontier had forgotten that Lave is no longer an alliance station. Yeah. Or certainly the NMLA had forgotten about it. <laughs> and, right. And, uh, so we've so, so, so got all, all of that story. And now, now we've got to the point where we've had the, the, the Battle of Madrid and the NMLA seem to be in retreat. It seems that the Steel Majesty Megaship is now in an NMLA system, and we have an agreement that the terrorists will be segregated out. Everybody else will be offered the opportunity to apply for asylum in the Marlinist colonies, and they can stay there. We don't yet really know what's going to happen to the terrorists. We know that the uh, the Landgrave of Madrid is going to be um, going to be kept in a Marlinist detention facility, but I, I really don't think that we've got to the end of that story either no, because I because theta 7, yeah. has, theta seven theta yep. seven hadn't been discovered um there's going to be some more terrorist atrocities coming up soon and and obviously we're, we're recording this towards the 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 um the, the the last last couple of weeks of of april By the time this goes out it may well be there will have been more terrorist atrocities and 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 the story will continue to develop for some time to come and i like that the the, the idea that you could have a sweep of story that yeah. could last easily a year, perhaps two years. I mean, when and, you put yeah. it like
1: that, it, um, September makes sense when you say everything yeah. that's happened with that because that's that's a that's a chunky, chunky old block of story, and I love it.
2: It's not bad, yeah. is it? It isn't. No, it not isn't. in the least.
1: And I was one of these people who, um, I was such a big advocate of the fact that we didn't need Galnep and we we didn't yeah. we didn't need it and i will quite happily hold my hands up and say how wrong i was um mm-hmm. before it went away i didn't really pay that much attention to it because it didn't feel as you were saying um it I mean, it didn't it didn't feel quite as linked to the game yeah. and now if we have if yeah. if a new galnet drops midstream we stop everything and we yeah.
2: listen to it every <laughs> yep. time excellent that's that, um, that's yep. the way it should be it, it, mm. it should be exciting breaking news we want yeah. to know what's happening um yeah because I we know it. it's going to affect the galaxy in some way not necessarily yeah. right now but you know it, it it's going to be building up to something yeah
0: it's stuff that you need to know if you want to be involved in the immersive experience of being a commander in 3307 the
2: lovely thing about the elite galaxy though is you 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 can opt out of anything yeah yeah. that you may may not want to play uh, combat you may want to just be an explorer you might think that exploring is rubbish and you really like mining you might just want to run trade routes. You you might want to get involved in all of these uh, curated experiences, the the community goals and so on. Um, but y- you can choose. You can do whichever one you like. And and that's the thing I, I, I think yeah. is just absolutely brilliant about it, that, um, that, that there's some bits of the game that I just don't like. And there's some bits that I think are absolutely wonderful. And it's a completely yeah. different cross-section of the stuff that I like compared with what somebody else would like.
1: What it's, do you What brilliant. do you enjoy doing the most when you are playing? <laughs>
2: um, I, I, I guess I, I have traditionally done more exploration than anything else. Um, I, I I kind of I kind of like that, and and one one of the things I originally liked doing before fleet carriers was mm. getting to those really marginal stars. That was that was to me like a game of three dimensional chess. That you have a certain sort of jump distance, and you have your jumponium materials. And there's this star that's kind of like in the middle of nowhere. It's kind of got nothing around it for sort of 200 light years in any direction. And working out a way of getting your anaconda to that star when you've only got sort of 80 something light year jump range, um, that, was, that, that was a fantastically exciting and rewarding piece of gameplay. And mm. particularly because you're using jumponium. Because every jump you made, you'd have to be using a, a, a triple jumponium jump, unless you're near a neutron star. Um, you, you could easily run out of materials and en- end up stranded in the middle of nowhere with no, no means of escape. So it, it, there, there was genuine peril involved there as well. And, and with with the coming of fleet carriers, which can jump 500 light years, that gameplay has kind of gone away. It's become irrelevant Yeah. because you can, you can just jump your fleet carrier to whatever star you like now. Pretty much. Yeah. But but I, I enjoyed that while it was happening. Now, um yeah. I guess I guess with Odyssey coming along. I, I, I know I know lots of people don't like the the ground exploration, but I, I I've spent the last two weeks. The the week when I should have been sort of doing all all the 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 conflict zones and and this this past week when when it was exploration um i i i have been visiting as many planets as i possibly could and exploring the different environments and i i i don't particularly care about the um the 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 scanning and kind of returning data bit i i just like landing on planets and seeing the See, see seeing the way that the sky is shaded there's ozone scattering for goodness sake and there's there's yeah. dust devils there's there's clouds of clouds of dust swirling around and the and it it it's just so beautiful to be able to have this silvery sort of starlight on one horizon and then turn around and see the deep purple of um of 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 space and the stars on the other horizon it it mm-hmm. is just so yeah beautiful i i i could I could spend Hundreds of hours just just appreciating the beauty of the game. Um, yeah, it, they've, it, it,
1: they've it, created something absolutely yeah. stunning.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and you know, kind of, I. I I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I didn't actually mind the little the little mini game. It was it it was fairly easy for me. I do understand that there were accessibility issues, and that also applies to um to some of the mining mini games, um mm-hmm. and and that's something that Frontier probably should bear in mind in future. Um, mm-hmm. just just at, at, yeah. at the time of recording this, um, Frontier has just decided to to sort of pull that mini game from um yeah from 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 Odyssey, so it will yeah. be more or less a point and shoot um experience you just sort of point to point your scanner at the your dyson scanner because it's a dyson you yes, point your point your dyson scanner <laughs> at the the biological whatever it is and it'll it'll give you a sample which you can then take and sell um which is which is fine um because because many explorers just don't want to do complicated games although right. although having said that the the new detailed surface scanner is actually quite nice. Yeah. I, I I like yeah. the way that works, and that you get a a, a heat map which gives you ideas about where yeah. you might like to visit. And if you then if you then look at that together with where the star is and where which areas of the the planet are lit, uh, I I like to choose one which is quite close to the uh, day night boundary, yeah. mm-hmm. so you get that lovely twilight yeah. effect. And and again, yeah. it's 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 just land there and just just appreciate the beauty of it. And it's much better if you take someone along with you. If if yes. if you do it. I mean, it, it, it's one of those things that um, if 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 there's one of you, it's kind of nice, but you've got nobody to share the experience with. Take a second person yeah. with you, and it it suddenly becomes that bit more vibrant. You can share the experience. You can say, "Wow, yeah. look at that over there! Isn't this great?" Can I stand on top yeah. of that? And you can take a picture of me, or all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's it's just it's just it just adds a whole new dimension to the game.
0: Yeah, very much so. Very much so. So I won't yeah. achieve very much by doing that. But I'll enjoy <laughs> doing it. But you'll have fun achieving not much. I certainly, which will. is really the more important part. I like That's to. It's a nobler so. journey. Yeah, say. yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those that like I, I feel like I kind of feel like you do about the mini game. It it, it was like I, I feel like there's a place for that sort of mechanic, right? Yeah. Um, and it it was just it it was just poorly implemented or it wasn't the right mechanic. But I I would be. I, I feel like what was missing from that, and, and I've talked with a few other commanders about this, and we all kind of feel the same thing. What was missing from that is agency, is the the feeling mm. like you were doing something. It just felt like kind of a time sink, right? If there was some sort of agency involved, like it'd be nice if I want to, I can run up and just pull the trigger. Bam, I've got my sample, yeah. get back on my ship and sell it. But if I wanted to take the time to sit there and play um, Sci-Kits mentioned a few times if there was like some sort of like unlocking mechanic mini game where you were scanning for different elements, like scan for the carbon mm, and the silicon mm, and stuff mm. like that. It, you know, if if there was some, if I could opt into if I wanted to take the time to do that, like think about the other exploration mechanics. You can fly into a system and just honk, yeah. or you can honk and then go a, a step deeper with FSS. And then a step deeper than that with DSS. Yes, it would be nice to have those sort of mechanics. Like the more in depth I go, yeah. the more experience I get in exobiology. The more money I get when I turn my samples in. Right, that I think would be great.
2: Yes, yes, absolutely. So, so um, uh, the, the 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 mini game as it was was entirely binary. You are, you either got right. it or you didn't get it. If 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 it, I mean, even if it was just a question of sort of like how much the value of the stuff you turned in was then at least mm-hmm. that would be a step yeah. in that direction if it could be something yeah. more if it could be leading you to perhaps discover something more 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 interesting about about these plants that they could be used right. for something they could be used to generate some some material or something like that then oh, then and that becomes even even better <laughs> well, oh, well yes okay
1: for <laughs> for me that was um that was kind of like you you putting another module on your ship to like like an analysis a, an analytics lab or something like mm-hmm. that that you could put mm-hmm. into like a small module in your ship that would you could just feed the once you've pick the bits of plants that you need you can put them mm. in that and then that's where the mini game comes in yes. this is this is like yes. my what i would okay. do in <laughs> um, an ideal world um they they have that's the mini game in the same idea. way that you have to have the that you have to pay and put the dss to get those extra bits of um right value or return from your exploration. So you collect mm-hmm.
2: your mini samples and then take them back to the ship and then analyse them. The only problem with that, of course, is that some people may not have a ship.
0: Some well, that's mean. the choice
2: that they make. It is. That's that's pretty
0: true, yes. <laughs> yep. And and maybe maybe there's, for people who don't have a ship, maybe there's at the stations or the settlements... There's a you lab get to a, yeah. an analytics through? You could take it to the biogenetics place yeah. where they do the cloning stuff and, and get them to do it, and you lose you know twenty five percent of the value or whatever. Yeah, is, okay. Is, okay. But then no. a
1: diehard explorer, I don't see a diehard explorer
2: not having a ship.
1: <laughs> not having a shit. <laughs> I consider it's that a challenge.
2: Uh, <laughs> it'd, it'd be pretty pretty <laughs> iron man, wouldn't it, to take taxis everywhere? Yep. Yeah, as an explorer. <laughs> oh, Indeed.
0: So speaking of, of mini games and, in the way we interact with the game, what, what's your preferred control scheme for when you're, you're in the cockpit or on foot?
2: Um, well, uh, in, in, in the cockpits, I, well, I have two, two PCs here. Um, mm-hmm. and on one of them, I use, uh, what is it, an X 52 pro is it called? Uh, no. Cytec, Logitech thing, <laughs> um, and uh that's that's just a, a a standard configuration. I've I've managed to get through two of them, I think, I managed to wear them out. <laughs> um nice. Yeah. Um but uh I I mean that that, that is so instinctive to me. I I I, right. I I don't even know which buttons I'm pressing. I can just do something. I can, you know, kind of going into yeah. super grooves, targeting next system, all, all all of those things. It just happens. It's like it's like learning to drive a car. You you kind of yeah. forget that you're doing it. Um I also use a a a small sort of left-hand only uh keyboard to give me more mm-hmm. buttons to press um because there are so many mappings you need that you can't fit them all onto a joystick and throttle. Yeah. Um so 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 that's one computer. The other computer is entirely keyboard and mouse um mm. and I play a different commander in fact I play two different commanders on that because I've now got the epic one as well. Um the epic one right. is is my attempt to lose an elite because it, it was a free account and and mm-hmm. and i have never once yet completed a successful mission with that commander and i've been wow. trying i've been trying to trying to get to the point where the game says you're really rubbish go away we don't want to play with you anymore and it's really difficult it is almost impossible to lose an elite no matter how rubbish <laughs> you are you just get a bigger loan each time and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I, I've got quite a big loan with that with that commander, but uh, but yeah, with ki- keyboard and mouse, um, in many ways, um, although it's not it it doesn't feel so good, it is better for playing, particularly if you want to, um, if you want to do acrobatics or if you want to play fi- uh, flight assist off. Um, the mouse is far, far better than a, a throttle and, and 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 a joystick. Um, so so I, I can see the advantages of both, and um. I, I I do like playing both ways, but but really for exploration, I use the um I use the joystick and uh, I have some buttons mapped to seventy five percent speed, for example. So when when you're um when you're exploring and coming up to a to a planet, you d- I, I, I don't I don't I should use super cruise, super cruise assist, shouldn't I? But I don't. Um. So 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 I can I I, I just set the speed to seventy five percent so that I arrive without crashing into the planet. Um and it 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 all just kind of works works nicely yeah. I, I kind of, I, kind of I, I i that's just so automatic i do, i do need to think about using the keyboard and mouse still um but one one of my one of my um uh ambitions is to get better at flying flight assist off. i'm not very good at it at all at the moment um i can fly around a planetary surface without crashing, but uh landing is a bit harder and uh you know kind of it, it, it it's something i'd like to. I'd like to sort of learn a bit more because really um, things like Super Cruise Assist and the uh, advanced docking computer, they're ways of making life easier for people who are relatively new to the game or people who just say, well, okay, I just want to play this way. I don't want to have yeah. to worry about docking or I don't want to have to worry about making sure that I don't get shooting off into space when I arrive at my destination. Um, but um, in a way, sort of um the 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 whole flight assist is exactly the same thing it's just it's on by default um so people kind of don't think about it um taking flight assist off then then makes it much more like flying a helicopter and that's you know quite quite a tricky thing to learn but i think once you've once you've got the hang of it it's 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 very rewarding um so, I'd, I'd, I'd certainly like to spend some time doing that when I get time in the game because there's always something to go and do and see, and there's always yeah, videos to the take. And, yeah, <laughs> there's never time, is there? Never enough time.
1: I, I, wanted, I want to spend some time just like learning how to do this one thing and getting really. Go- oh, but look at that thing over there. It's so
2: pretty. <laughs> that's shiny. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: the shiny thing to go and take a look at. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Um, what would you say? Um your do you have your a fondest memory or the most amazing thing that's actually happened to you in Elite? Is there anything that springs to mind?
2: It's always evolving, I think. Um, um I, I, I suppose some some of some of the early sort of long-range exploration that I did was 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 kind of nice finding mm-hmm. some of the some of the close systems. There, there, there are a few of the actual actual real star systems in the game that that I, that I visited first, and I think that's that's kind of amazing. Um, especially as I didn't I didn't really start start exploring for the first eighteen months or so. So right. all, all all the local systems had already been bagged by that time. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that that was kind of good um, sort of. Mapping all the all the um um planets in Epsilon Indy was kind of nice because that's that's my home system. Right.
1: Um
2: and it has it has places like Meter on Hollow in it, which um I think I think sort of quite a lot of people would have liked to map first and and I was lucky enough to to get in there and get that one. So that was kind of nice. Um the yeah. the, the, the original Distant Worlds expedition was was pretty amazing. <laughs> it, it, it it was so friendly um that you know at, at, at all the at all the uh, um stop stopping points along the way, you 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 you'd you kind of come into land and you'd be surrounded by other ships and there'd be SRVs out and driving around and sort of you know sort of doing silly antics. And that that was a great community thing to do. Um explorers are often thought of as being very solitary beasts, but um but we do sometimes sort of get together and have fun. Um Distant Worlds two, I think, was to some degree, um, too big, because there were so many people that it was really hard to instance with everybody. Um, and I, I don't know what they're going to do for Distant Worlds 3. I mean, that that, that could I be quite there's amazing.
1: Gonna be, there's going to be so many more people. You reckon? <laughs> I reckon so. I didn't do... I, I know, Mal, you did Distant Worlds too, didn't you?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yep. That was my... my it wasn't my first expedition, but it was my first big, like... It's something I planned to do and
2: yeah. like work towards. Yeah. There, there was something like 12,000 people signed up for that. So it was a lot yeah. of, a lot of commanders. I'm,
1: I'm um, definitely going to do distant worlds
2: three. Are you? Well, I mean, it, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be more exciting because mm-hmm. yeah. landing on planets there's going to be so many planets along the way. Um, so many places that you can discover so many exciting things to see. So, so, so much new stuff. And, and I'm, I'm fairly sure that obviously with the alpha, um, all, all, all the, um, the new biological stuff is crammed into a small area so we can experience it and so we can find out problems with it. I, I right. imagine it's going to be more spread out and there's going to be stuff in um, the distant parts of the galaxy that you can't see if you're close to mm-hmm. uh, the bubble. Um, so so there will be great wonders and exciting things to, to, to experience. Um, it is a big commitment. It's less of a commitment yeah. now, I suppose, um, particularly yeah. as I suspect there will be a few fleet carriers and mm-hmm. if you hop on a fleet carrier, you could probably do Distant Worlds 3 without ever having to jump. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Which is yep. a strange thought. Um, and, yeah. and, and strangely enough, one, one of the things that is a restriction or a limitation on the galaxy as invented for us with its 400 billion star systems is that you can actually get to all of them now. But, or, or almost all of them. There are, there are, there are a few outliers that, are, that you can't get to. But but essentially, with a fleet carrier, in a day, you can cross the galaxy and you can be at any star you want anywhere, um, which to some degree makes the galaxy feel a bit smaller than it really is, um, which I think is a shame in a way. Um, yeah. it, it would have been nice yeah. if there were still travel distances. And f- Fair enough in the bubble. You want people to be able to get around quickly because you want them to be able to participate in all the stuff that's going on. Um, yeah. But as you get out into the into the distance, um, I mean, and w- one of the early decisions was to make all the stars visible. Um, right. An alternative would have been to say, well, okay, you can't actually see the stars. You know, kind of, you can you can obviously see the bright stars in the sky. You can know where they are, but until you get closer, you can't see the mm-hmm. little the little sort of um, sort of brown dwarfs or whatever. Um, the 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 low luminosity um stars and and so you could actually discover new star systems that's something that early on was yeah. a decision not to have that um but i mean the, there's obviously so many star systems that you can explore the, for the first time that i think edsm reckons it's going to be another 40,000 years before we're finished with them which is right. quite a long way in the future Indeed. Um, that's ambitious for a video game to uh yeah you know. <laughs> i I reckon it'll still be around in forty thousand years i'm I'm positive yeah. about this yeah.
0: <laughs> at that point we'll be plugging directly into our brain stem to uh to experience it, but yeah,
2: yeah, well, in forty thousand years we'll probably be out there exploring
0: um,
2: Just, this is a good point
0: we'll. What that that you know that could be the future state of the game is that we're physically out there actually exploring and it counts <laughs> towards exploration in-game. <laughs> okay.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's like, a... still early for Mal, it's fine. <laughs> I
0: don't know if you can excuse that. There's still not enough coffee. <laughs> uh-huh. What is it? So, that,
1: what is it that keeps you
2: logging back in? Um keeps me logging back into the game. Um yeah. Well, it's partly partly the stories, following the stories, and 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 I really love to mm. keep on top of those. And obviously, one of, one of the things I've been doing since September is every time a Galnet story comes out, I publish an update within a couple of hours. Um, so it's it's a kind of voiced take on what happens yeah. uh, or, or what's happening. And I, I try and turn it around so I, I present a an alternative viewpoint to the official story so that. Uh, so there's. I the, I've said um, I said um,
1: uh, to chat the other day. Has there been a new Galnet? And um, uh, someone in my chat said, "Oh well, I've just had a push notification about a Galnet News Digest." And I imagine that
0: there would be. <laughs> yep. Excellent. <laughs> That's the indicator for for most of us. Is is there a new Galnet News Digest? Yes. Then okay, I need to go check Galnet. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I, I would say that there are, um, or there's at least at least one other person I know who is. Um, Doing Galnet um, content—that's Cree Cree TV—does uh, a weekly uh, mm-hmm. Tuesday um, Galnet update, which is great because I—I th- think the more different viewpoints and the more different, you know, alternative takes on the news that we have, again, the richer the environment becomes. So, um, you know, sort of. I, I know I know a lot of the podcasts cover news to some degree. Lave covers it a little bit. Hutton yeah. covers it in a different way. Um Guard Frequency, which is one of the podcasts that I'm involved with, um, also also does um uh an in game news segment. Um but it it is really nice when you see people who, who concentrate on specifically doing uh news content. And I know I know it's a bit niche, it's a bit specialist because, you know, Galnet may not continue. I think it will do. now. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think Frontier yeah. have learned the lesson, um, and that it's it's generally positive. But but yes, it is it is it is a kind of very very niche piece of content to do. But um, I, I, I I find the stories so exciting that that, that I, I want to find out more about them, and I want to go and see the see the locations. All the videos I put out contain video off the locations mentioned in the stories. I, I'm I'm very sort of. Particular about that, and that means that I get to go out and see bits of the galaxy that I might not see otherwise. Um, and I, 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 I like I like sort of <laughs> I still like exploring to some degree, but I've spent more time in 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 the bubble recently than I have for a long time, and and doing things like just taking taking an Imperial courier out. And you know cause they, they they run quite fast, about eight hundred and fifty meters a second. And just just sort of turning flight assist off and just just going crazy around the station, probably crashing eventually, but seeing if I can do a loop in less than sort of fifteen seconds around a Coriolis, um, <laughs> that sort of thing. It, it 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 makes no contribution to progression in the game, whatever. And I, again, I think that's one of the things that's wonderful about Elite. You don't need to make you you don't need achievements in order to have fun, um, ha- spending time with other, other players, racing, racing them on the surface in an SRV, all of those silly little things that, that, that absolutely, you know, it, it, it's, it's sandbox content. It's stuff that you do because you want to, not because you're trying to achieve something, not because you're trying to rank up or because you're trying to make your, make your module better. There are so many locations in the game as well. I'm, I, I, I really desperately want to go back and see all the Inra bases. It's a long time since I've been to them, um, and 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 again, it's one of these things I've I've had in the back of my mind for ages. I want to go back and sort of experience what it's like. They they are quite atmospheric. They really There's a lot are. going on there, and 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 the um, the Far God um, sites as well um they're brilliant they are the far they're, god sites are, are amazing i
1: i hope that they get a really i hope that they get a, a pass with the new um with the new graphics and the new stuff that's coming in in far god sites oh. seeing them again in odyssey is going to make me very one happy I think. yes yes I
2: mean, ob- oh. ob- obviously one of the things that's likely to happen is because because the planets that they're sitting on are being regenerated. Um, the exact location of these sites is likely to sort of shuffle slightly just so that they fit somewhere where they can actually sit on the new terrain as as, as it was developed um so s- somebody is going to have to go through all of those manually placed sites and make sure that they work okay um, yeah. i don't know to what degree they'll sort of they'll work on them again but but that there are textures there that are going to have to be updated to allow for the much closer view you can have when you're on foot, um, mm. because because some of the textures kind of like they're okay if you're an SRV, but if you get too close to them, they, they're kind of a bit low res. Um, I, I I again, this is this is one of the one of these little details in Odyssey that you kind of don't think about, but um, you know, some somebody somewhere is having to do a lot of work to make sure all these bases look right. Under the new planet, planetary generation system, and uh, we, you know, with 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 the new rock scatter and all all the other stuff that that, that happens there, um, and of course there is this exciting but but um, s- still speculation the, the the idea that well okay if we if we can be on foot if we can fight other people on foot the Thargoids are still alive the, the the Guardians died off a long time ago we know that they're not around anymore perhaps their AI is still around, but. Um, you know, there's guardian sentinels perhaps there's more than that mm-hmm. but um but thargoids there's definitely going to be there's there's going to be thargoids somewhere if we go back to the thargoid bases are we going to find thargoids scuttling around are we are 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 we going to are we going to be able to sort of hide and watch them <laughs> are, yeah. are we going to have to engage in combat with them to escape with our lives that could be fascinating and, and, so and, and fascinating. again and and again we know that there are other um Thargoid ship models like the Orthrus, which was in game very briefly. We know that they exist, so wouldn't it wouldn't it be sort of exciting if kind of as part of Odyssey, not necessarily straight away, but as 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 the Odyssey season, if you like, develops over the next couple of years, that um we start to see some more story about Thargoids and what the Thargoids are doing. And perhaps and one 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 of the things that that I've never managed to get any anyone in frontier to um to to say, and I have asked this on several occasions is, is how many different sorts of thyroid are there are there more than one species is there more than one race of thyroid and um you know sort of it, it's never been a nah they're just thyroids it's always been i can't tell you that I'm not allowed to answer that question so I'm pretty sure there's more than one sort of Thargoid. Yeah. And that, that then opens the possibility that we could potentially end up fighting on the side of some of the Thargoids against other Thargoids. Um, that there, could, there could be friendly Thargoids and not so friendly Thargoids. There could be alliances. There could be all sorts of interesting things happening um, within the game. There's, there, there is so much possibility there. And it's really just a question of which bits of it Frontier chooses to open up with each release. So cool, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's so cool. So I imagine that um, going looking forward um, for things that you're looking forward to are more storylines, more things to follow, stuff like I, I'd,
2: that. I'd certainly like that, yes. But um, having having seen what planets look like with Odyssey. Um, To to be perfectly honest, I I will be going out and looking for the most beautiful views I can find. Um, Yeah. It it is just so gorgeous. Landable planets with an atmosphere, um, with stuff, with interesting things growing. Uh, and, And I know people have got a bit, well, kind of, well, there's only 15 different sorts of things. Well, there's 15 different sorts of things multiplied by a number of modifiers multiplied by another number of modifiers multiplied by the colours. So there is actually scope for quite a lot of different um, different sorts of things, different pictures of different. Um, I, I mean, we obviously don't know how much variation there will be, but um, you know, sort of given the amount of love that's clearly gone into making those 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 uh, biological models look really really good, really convincing, and really exciting. Um, I, either there is going to be some variety in and or there's a scope for adding more variety in future um so you know i'm i'm not too worried that it's 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 not a completely finished product at the moment because elite is and will always be a, an evolving and developing game and the stuff that we don't have now will come along in a couple of years time if there's enough demand for it and if 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 the community make it clear to frontier what it is that we want they'll concentrate on those things I believe.
0: <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, so, uh, kind of piggybacking on that and on on what's going to be happening in the future, how, what can we expect from you as far as content? Content is is your, do you see Galnet News Digest and um, and some of the other things you're involved in um, changing significantly with with the release of Odyssey, or do you are are you going to kind of Keep doing what you're doing, but with an Odyssey twist.
2: That's that's a really good question. Um, I, at the moment, I'm involved in um, really three things: There's Galnet News Digest and the and the Galnet updates, of course. Uh, the Sagittarius Eye, which um, is coming back into print, but has been a podcast all along. I've been I've been sort of editing that um, all the way through the dark period when when it wasn't uh, coming out as a PDF. Um, and then there's Guard Frequency as well, which which is basically just an audio editing. Uh, Job that I do, but I, I really like the guard frequency people and and the um the, the the opinions that they have and the way that they they manage to um have opposing opinions on the podcast so that um mm-hmm. so so it, it's a really rich discussion um so uh, off all of those things that the I mean obviously Sagittarius I is going to is going to um evolve into something with with a lot more beautiful pictures and i i am I'm, I'm hoping i'll right. be able to use some odyssey soundscapes so in, in fact in the in the edition which is coming out um on friday of this week which is mm-hmm. in the past nice. for people who are listening yes. um issue <laughs> 35 i've already got some some sounds that have, i've taken out of the odyssey alpha um and and so th- so yes the the, the the certainly the magazine the pdf is going to is going to be able to be much richer because you will be able to have people standing around and uh you know, instead of just a, a picture of a spaceship, it's going to be a picture of a, a person mm. with a spaceship or on a, on an interesting sort of piece of terrain with sky and all of those things. Um, as far as Galnet Digest is concerned, I imagine the stories are going to be much the same. But I'm going to need to really think about the visuals because there's 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 certainly some scope to make it more beautiful and to use a lot of the Odyssey content. I don't think I'll ever get into the kind of... um. Sort of like, like almost like comics comic book story kind of thing um where you have kind of characters standing in the in the remlock yeah. suit speaking to camera um i i th- I think that's kind of kind of beyond what I want to commit to doing because I want to get the stories turned round within a couple of hours off the right. um off of the galnet story being published um but 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 there is there is massive scope for um sort of enriched visuals. And I would imagine that there will be some other people who are going to be doing some some absolutely amazing uh animations or uh in in-game kind of um in in-game filming which they'll manage to build into stories with a bit of voiceover. And I, I really look forward to seeing some of that. This is this is going to be so much richer for content creators than what we've had up till now
1: absolutely and we've ju- we've just been speaking to um Commander um Blackmaze about that um mm-hmm. and um he like the machinima content that yeah the that odyssey will hopefully drive um i'm very yes. much looking forward to
2: yeah yeah it, 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 it's 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 an exciting time for us and I, I, I know Sort of in the alpha, people tend to see the bad bits they tend to concentrate on the stuff that's not good. Mm-hmm. Odyssey is absolutely amazing, and yes, there are a few uh, a, a, a few rough edges in the alpha as it currently stands, but basically it is an order of magnitude more exciting than the original elite um than, than than elite dangerous i mean um so you know kind of give it time, allow those rough edges to be sort of chipped off and allow allow a bit of a bit of polishing to happen. And uh, I, th- I, th- I think it's going to give us a few years of fun. Um, and then hopefully by the time that few years of fun has happened, something else will come along and some new development within, within For the elite sure. dangerous galaxy will happen.
1: If you could go back and give either yourself or um, if you could give a new, a brand new commander, any bit of advice, someone who's just thinking about picking up the game, um, is there any advice that you would give them
2: i would probably say make some friends um because the the elite dangerous community is one of the most lovely communities of people you could imagine it might be because we're all a little bit older at least many of us are a little mm-hmm. bit older than your average gamer um perhaps we've seen a bit more of the world and we're we're kind of um a little a little less sort of less twitchy and sort of more, more kind of, uh, considered. Um, but, uh, the community as a whole, and there's lots of communities, lots of sub communities within, within Elite Dangerous and, um, almost without exception, there, there are people who want to help you get on. There are people who want to, to help you to have a good experience. And, you know, the, 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 the communities that I have nothing to do with as PVP communities who, who, are really, really good at PVP and really want to help other commanders learn how to do PVP. There's, there's, there's people who, you know, like the Hutton truckers like doing community events. There's, there's all sorts of different people There's the fuel rats. There's, there's all, all, all of these different communities. There's, 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 people who repair stations for goodness sake. They've, they've, they've got a specialism in repairing Thargoid damaged stations. Um, all of these communities are welcoming all of these communities want want to sort of help new players have a a a rich experience if you play on your own it's a good game if you play with other people it's a fantastic game that i think is the thing and and don't be afraid of open because generally speaking the people in open are gonna are gonna speak to you they're gonna be nice people you're gonna you're gonna get on with them you'll get blown up occasionally but (laughs) you know that's what happens in computer games and Yeah. The worst that happens is you're going to be set back a few minutes of, of, of progress in whatever it is you were doing. It's not the end of the world. It's, it's, it's good. And if, if, if you do get blown up, you're going to spend some time thinking, well, okay, I've got two choices here. I can either start shooting back at this person, in which case I need to learn how to do that better, or I need to learn how to run away better. Um, so I need to be able to tank my ship and I need to, I need to know how to do the maneuvers to escape. That is exciting. That's, that's, that's fun to do. Playing in private group again is perfectly valid. It it it's 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 a great thing to do and you know it does have the advantage that you can take decent screenshots. Um, but you never quite have that frisson of excitement that you have when you're in open and you don't really know who is going to be in that system when you jump in and sort of are they gonna be nice to you or are they gonna are they gonna try and sort of try and blow you up for no good reason? That that's sort of that's that. That's a whole new level of experience. Which, which, um, yes, you, you're not going to make as much progress. That's true. And probably if you're if you're streaming, you probably want to avoid that anyway. Because
1: uh-huh. um, <laughs> yeah,
2: because because people do stuff to streamers for no good reason. Yeah. But but putting that to one side, you know, it, it's something you should experience at least once. At least at least go and try it, and you might find it's not quite as bad as as as, as people imagine. Indeed. Is there, that's, so you are so uh,
0: steeped in like all these different tendrils of elite content creation. Do you have time to play anything else outside of elite? What other games?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I play a little bit off, um, I don't know, management simulations a bit. Um, so no, no, like, like, um, not, even, not even satisfactory. Really, it's more of Civilization and, and, and games like that. Right. Um, I've I've played them for a very long time, and if I, if I ever start playing a game of um, Civilization, then uh, you can pretty much say that you know there's no point in trying to talk to me for the next 24 hours because <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just going to keep playing until it's yep. finished. Um, and that's yep. that's that's a terrible time sink. I've I, I've 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 had experiences when I, I, I used to travel quite a lot on business. And I used to have Civilization II on my work laptop. And I would I would go to all these beautiful places and I would sit in my hotel room playing Civilization II. Um, you know, kind of like there's a beautiful art gallery across the road. Now I'm playing Civilization II. You know, kind of <laughs> You could you could come and come and see this 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 fantastic old um old, old, old sort of um historic ruin. No, no, I'm playing Civilization II. So um it 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 it's 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 been a terrible curse for me. Um, i do i do occasionally very occasionally sort of log into star citizen and have a look around i'm i'm not sure i'm quite ready to play it yet and i'm not i'm not sure it's quite ready for me to play it um i'm i'm looking forward to when it gets a little bit more polished a little bit more complete when i'm less likely to step out onto a railway platform that doesn't exist and fall to my death um those those sorts of things are are still slightly frustrating in the star citizen it, it, it it's a game that was launched obviously at much the same time as elite dangerous with the same sort of um bag of ambitions and it's going about it in a slightly different way it's obviously um been been slower to come up with an initial release um but it does have potential and it it, it, it it's going to be good at doing some things that elite isn't good at and perhaps not so good at doing it's it, it's it's a less it's a less enclosed game it it allows you because it's got very very well modeled physics it allows you to do stupid things like pick things up and move them around when you're not supposed to be able to um, so so the, 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 there's certainly some scope for for having fun in star citizen but um at the at the moment i I have um my i think it was twenty pounds i spent on on getting getting my copy of star citizen and i don't really think i've got 20 pounds worth of value out of it yet whereas the 20 pounds that i spent on um the early bird um kickstarter for elite dangerous plus the cost of um horizons plus now the cost of odyssey um i think i've got sort of many many times value out of that i mean it's ridiculously good value as a game Mm. um given that you know like like because because i bought it for 20 quid in the first place but then of course I've probably spent £100 on Elite. And, you know, I probably have 7,000 hours worth of playtime. So, you know, sort of per hour of playtime, that's that's not bad.
1: It definitely works out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff.
1: I think that about draws us to the end of the question section. It This has been such a wonderful chat i very very much enjoyed enjoyed getting getting to um experience like your feelings about elite because it's your passion is so palpable it really is
2: i love the yeah. game yeah yeah
1: but we do we do have, we do have a lightning round
2: oh my god what? we do have a lightning yes, round
1: we do. you you're aware <laughs> of it i i believe this week it's mal
0: Basically, this is just for fun. The idea is these are all elite related short answer kind of questions. Uh-huh. And the idea is to answer as quickly and as accurately in inverted commas accurately as possible. Okay, okay. So if you are ready, yeah. All right. What's your favorite ship? <sighs>
2: Oh, good grief. Um, Imperial Courier for, um, for, for being in the bubble. Phantom for exploration. The Asp Scout, because I think it's a much better ship than everybody else thinks it is. And the Cobra Mark IV. <laughs> so that's four. The Cobra Mark IV, because you can fit 100 tons and still fit on a small pad. That is a yes. pretty good ship. So I don't know which of these four, but one of those four. <laughs> wow. Least favourite <laughs> ship. <laughs> uh, least favourite ship? Um, oh dear, I don't have a Cussure or Corvette yet because I haven't got the rank for it. Um, which is my least mm-hmm. favourite. Uh, um, <laughs> Um, I don't know. Um, I, I I kind of, kind of see some benefit. Also, I suppose the, the the Type Seven Transporter is one that you can tank it, but. I've never much liked flying it, it's just too slow and cumbersome. So I'll say the Type 7. Okay. Um, what's the best ship in the game? The best ship for, I, I, I the Imperial Courier got to be because it's just so much fun to fly. It really is, it really is. Uh, what's the worst
0: ship in the game?
2: <sighs> um. I I, I find it hard to find worsts, because I like... Possibly the Adder. I've never really liked the Adder.
0: Um, what is your
2: favorite station? Schneider Relay is my home station, uh, which is an Epsilon Indy, very close to the Hollow. Gotcha.
0: Oh, that's one of my favorite systems. Speaking of, what's your favorite system?
2: (laughs) Oh, um... I have a secret system that nobody knows about, um, <gasps> <laughs> which is, it, it actually has a couple of planets that I've named in it, and uh, I, I, as far as I'm aware, I'm the only person ever to visit it. I'm not going to tell you what the name is, because, because it's secret. Gotcha. Uh, true
0: or false, there's a free anaconda at Hutton Orbital. Uh, false, because it's 100 credits. <laughs> <laughs> uh do you use engineered or vanilla modules in your ship? Engineered. Uh, Alliance, Federation, Empire, or Independent? Independent. Uh who is your favorite power play leader? <sighs> um Edwin Mann. Gotcha. Um, if you run out of gas, do you use the fuel rats or do you suicide back to your last location?
2: I have yet to find out. I've never run out of uh, fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like to think I'd use the fuel rats. That's what they're there for after all. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, if you have low hull, do you call the hull seals? Do you keep going and hope for the best or do you blow up and
2: the last station I had that after Distant Worlds 2 I was down to about yep. <laughs> I was down to about 14% hull and I just limped on to uh, to, to Sagittarius A-Star uh, where I could oh. dock at Explorer's Anchorage so yes that was that was nice. quite nerve-wracking but it was it was fun yeah true or
0: false there's a free fleet carrier at Beagle Point
2: there are several fleet carriers at
0: Beagle Point I don't know if they're free <laughs> Thargoids friend, foe or undetermined undetermined and finally flight assist on or off i'd like it to be off but normally on (laughs) (laughs) awesome perfect perfect is
1: there anything that we haven't covered today that you would like to talk about
2: um goodness sake um it's it's such a wonderful game to play I, i i i love playing the thing um i i find it so wonderful that there's a community out there to play it with. Mm -hmm. I find, I find it wonderful that there's so much content out there. I just really want to say thank you to all the people, including yourselves, including your, you you do your Twitch streams, you do your, your, your podcast, Um, all, all the people who make, make the elite dangerous experience, what it is. I just really want to say thank you to all these guys because, because it's, it's just fabulous.
1: Agreed.
2: Nice.
0: Absolutely agree. Yep. If anyone wants to connect with you or, or get to know you better, um, plug your stuff for us. Let us know all the places that that people can find you and your content.
2: Ooh, well, uh, Galnet News Digest <laughs> is available on YouTube. You just search for Galnet and you, it'll be the first, the first hit. Um, it's right. also available as a podcast. Um, and the content of the podcast is often different from the content on YouTube. So um, if you want the full experience, you have a look at both or listen to both. Um, then, then I'm on live radio at the end of live radio. I'm in the middle of hutton orbital radio. Um, I, I sometimes get a chance to, uh, appear on the guard frequency podcast, uh, which goes out at a ridiculously early time of the morning on Saturday morning. It's like five o'clock in the morning UK time, because apparently in the United States, they have different time zones or something. Um, they do Do. do. i'm not too familiar with that with scheduling evil evil americans sort of not 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 having the same time zone as as the united kingdom
1: how dare they be how dare they
2: yes (laughs) (laughs) well quite so yes um so so it's basically those places um i i i also um edit or at the moment i'm editing the podcast for a sagittarius i um we have some exciting new podcast editors coming along so um I think I think it might become richer and more vibrant and perhaps have a bit more music in the future, um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, Sagittarius I um, have a listen to the podcast. Uh, the PDF's coming out this month as well. so um, ha- have a look at that, download it and, uh, and have fun with it.
1: Awesome. Nice. Awesome. If they want to see more of you, you're on Twitter, aren't you?
2: I am on Twitter, uh, P. Wotherspoon, because that was my Twitter account before I started playing Elite, and I never got <laughs> round to creating a Commander Wotherspoon or a Galnet News Digest <laughs> Twitter account. Yeah, so so I, I'm on there. I don't really do Instagram. I am on Facebook, but I don't tend to do much um, Elite content content on there. So I guess Twitter is the yeah. best place to find me. Correct. I do have a Discord, but it's a, again, it's a Discord that I haven't plugged. So unless you know about it, you um you. Kind of, <laughs> you can't find it. So
1: Fair. if it's if anyone wants like if anyone to
2: find it, then they uh, we'll they need to do a bit of sleuthing.
1: <laughs> well, nice. I, I thank you so much for taking the time out and coming and talking with us. This has been, yeah. I, as I said before, just a wonderful a wonderful conversation. um So thank you for taking the time out Mind and coming blowing. and
2: chatting with us. It's an absolute yeah. pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
0: how that was was insane
1: we we got to about an hour in to our chat just then and i realized that we'd maybe asked three of our set questions right and at that point i think both of us just went to hell with it i just want to hear what he's got to say
0: yep yep that's that's true because you had. um You'd ping me in a message and said, you know, we've only asked a couple of questions. We're an mm-hmm. hour in. And I honestly thought it had only been like 20 minutes. It's, like it's <laughs> It was so, so good. And it, it it like the depth of knowledge and the depth of experience it, is like astounding to me. And, yeah. you know, it, it, it occurs to me Galnet News Digest is kind of the 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 ongoing news saga of sort of flight assist right like our content doesn't get old because the commander changes mm-hmm. galnet news digest will never get old because there's always a new story to tell yeah it's, um, it's kind of
1: timeless in that there, there's yeah there's always a story there you know right right and but also, yeah. he has his finger in so many different piles. <laughs> I know. I
0: had it's, no clue.
1: It's, like so much stuff. I. It's so good to know that Sagittarius Eye is coming back, and yep. all of those, all of those things that he is has such a hand in. Um, yeah and Hutton it's orbital just
0: truckers and Hutton, yeah.
1: Hutton orbital um, radio, the um, mm-hmm. Lave radio. Obviously, knew needed yeah. a bit of Lave radio at the end, and I did know that Gownet was on the thing. But to do two different on on sorry on Hutton, but to do right. two different things for that is really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed.
1: Bless him, bless him, and just such a fascinating person to talk to as well, yeah. I was sort of getting lost in what he was saying half mm-hmm. of the time because it was so there was so m- much to it and so much depth and I hope yeah. that um I hope that people listening I hope that comes across with people listening because it's um yeah it's it's so good to have someone one on one well, two on one time with him and right. to actually yeah. find out more about how he feels rather than mm-hmm. the 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 pieces of content that he creates which are very structured and um based mm-hmm. on things rather than just right. letting him have like the full
0: Yeah, letting him have the floor and kind of yeah. take the discussion. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I and did, spe- did really speaking of, this it.
0: is this is like the first time that we've gone. like off script from questions too. We've asked a couple of follow-ups before, but this is the first time I think that we've, we've literally thrown in entirely new questions specifically for this interview, just based on where the conversation went.
1: Yeah. He's just so interesting. And it, it was for me, it was the first one that, um, that really sort of like justified big deep dives into into intersections of conversation because Wotherspoon is just this wealth of knowledge and elite dangerous experience. And it was wonderful to be able to tap into that.
0: Yep. That's all for this week. You can browse episodes and check out more information about the podcast on our website, flightassistpodcast.com. And you can stay up to date by following us on Twitter at flightassist underscore ed
1: remember this podcast is all about commanders and communities and that means you we'd love to hear the questions you want us to ask our guests and if you're an elite dangerous commander who wants to be a guest on the podcast or if you'd like to nominate a commander to be our guest we need to know that too
0: Send us your questions and information on Twitter by tagging flight Assist underscore ed by email to info at flightassistpodcast.com via our discord at discord.io forward slash flightassist or by dropping us a line using the contact form on the website.
1: If you would like to support the podcast and get access to exclusive content at the same time, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash flightassist. With thanks to our flight officer patrons, Baron von Marlin, Cow Noodles, Commander Reese Lang, Crispy Tatertot, Dirty Filthy Hippo, Elvis Kremen, Glitched Helix, Jonathan Turner, Caldra, Not Me Mister, Stella Wizard 66, Timis 32, and Tomax 99.
0: Until next week, this is Commander Mal for the Wind, and Commander Psykit, handing the controls back to you. Flight Assist off.